This is Dennis Reekin, and welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is proud to support the outstanding high school basketball played throughout central Illinois. Buckle up for a fast 60 minutes with News Gazette Media's Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. I am Jim Rosso with Colin Likas, Evan Kahn, Tamara McDaniel. The whole crew's here tonight. we got another month of this. That's what just struck me, that's, right? Uh, that's that's your rough timeline. I the think that's a good rough timeline. It's a good good one, right? Yeah, yeah. Playoffs hot and heavy right now. We got sectional games tonight taking place. Mm-hmm. Well, they're tipping off right now. This yes. very second. Yep, Colin that's right. Likas. Girls, uh, girls basketball sectional semifinals, class one and two A, six p.m. starts. If you're up in Gibson City, if you're driving to Gibson City, if you're from St. Joe, you might be leaving right now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's right. And Say wave, wave hi to Robin Scholes, our photo editor. <laughs> She'll be there for both games tonight. That's right. Yep, and we got we got some action in Tuscola, also some action in Decatur. Uh, we got kids all over the place. You go to uh, Clinton tonight, mm-hmm. is that right? Home of yep. Evan Kahn is he's very emotional knowing there are playoff <laughs> games taking place at this Cl- very second. Clinton is uh, facing <laughs> Muhammad Seymour right now for a uh, regional quarterfinal game. My Central Maroons playing tonight. Against Rantoul. That's the uh, later also, game. Also, my Rantoul Eagles. I, I claim several schools. You're just claiming all the schools. I think huh? I have seven or eight. You, you have a tight Urbana. You, you mean I you're, you're all over the place. I have seven or eight schools are my favorite. Perfect. For How your favorite. That? No, you say that out loud. You're going to hurt some people's feelings. Nah. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about a whole host of schools here tonight. But uh, before we get into any of our top tens or anything like that, and I also uh, – thing we got cut off talking about at the end of last show the boys mm-hmm. all state conversation wanted to make sure we actually gave that a, a nod this week so we'll talk about that as well we'll see yeah we'll see but a couple a uh, couple interesting notes uh, coming across one uh, from the ihsa about an hour and a half ago uh, from matt troja director of uh, director of uh, communications over there so uh the ihsa board it was announced uh, is discussing the state finals hosting contracts for boys and girls basketball uh, as everybody knows, or as many people know, uh, they're they're held at Redbird Arena on the campus of Illinois State University. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those contracts expire after the 2020 state tournaments, so after next year's state tournaments. So could that open the door for State Farm Center to get back in the conversation? Uh, Shirk Center, maybe at Illinois Wesleyan, somewhere somewhere up north. Somewhere the state finals broke. That's all I'm saying. All right. What, was, what do you mean when you say that? It's just if, if you've been to a boys' basketball state finals, mm-hmm. something isn't right. Okay. All right. And that was not that was the case at the end of its stay here in Champaign in the mid-'90s. I could mm-hmm. have said the same thing. And yep. then it, there was a short revitalization when it went to Peoria, right, the excitement of a new city, and then it broke. Hmm. And okay. it needs to be fixed. And w- one of the uh, proposals that I just say will study is to have both classes on the same weekend. That's uh, that's certainly interesting, and I, I mean that uh, that that might work. It'll work from an excitement level, certainly uh, from getting butts and seats. Uh, from a media perspective, I know that would not help us in any way, but we are the the least of the worries. Really, is about the kids and the teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's an interesting proposal. Uh, uh, one that uh, came along with the this IHSA news uh, is that. Uh, they could possibly do it, uh, do the girls' tournament in early March okay. and the boys' tournament okay. in a little later March than it is right now. So, uh, fourth, uh, what it says on here is playing the girls Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the fourth through the sixth, mm-hmm. and then the boys 
uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, March 11th through 13th for 2021. That's a proposal. So a lot of things going on with the state tournaments. Uh, could be a lot of shakeup after uh, next year's tournaments. I think there is a need for some shakeup. Yeah, I mean, uh, change never hurts. Uh, I, I, w- I would say it's hard to say that anything is perfect when it comes to high school sports. So Here's what you should tweet out, Colin, hmm. and I know you're a beast on Twitter, is why not go back to two classes? Yeah, All right, that plenty was, of people would be behind that. I know that There's an sure. old school uh, contingent that says, man, it was good back then. Oh, yeah, people around here I know would, would like that for sure, especially out in the smaller communities. Uh, I don't know if they would ever do that shrink. Uh, it seems like the growing emphasis is to, to grow, to, to add more mm-hmm. classes, but... Well, if it's if it's not perfect, if it's maybe broken, as you say, you could always try to fix it. All right, Colin Likas, Jim Rosso, both from Indiana. True. Where at one point in the days of the Hoosiers, there was one class. That's right, and, and uh, people still romanticize people, about oh, that. Oh man, when I was briefly working in Southern Indiana before I came back here, people there was there was a uh, a house in Jasper, Indiana, that's uh, had a sign out front that said something to the effect of bring back one class basketball. People take that pretty seriously in Indiana. Uh, so it was a hut? Yeah, no, no, it's a nice house. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, since you mentioned Indiana, I want to give a shout out here real quick before we hop on to our next topic. Uh, Crown Point, Indiana girls basketball team uh, is one win from state. Is that right? Yeah, undefeated season. Right. They're they're rolling. They uh, They won. They're, they 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 do things uh, differently than the way we do it in oh, Illinois. Yeah. They uh, they won their last game in overtime, and they get to play in a super sectional now. Mm-hmm. And if they win, they're going to state. So I, I may have to take some time off and go uh, watch Crown Point girls basketball. We can't let that happen, but no, nonetheless, no, you can't. <laughs> uh, good luck to Crown Point. We can't let Colin go in the height of basketball no. madness and, and wrestling and swimming. Oh man. <laughs> If you notice a lot of tough-looking dudes in town this week, yeah. it's because state wrestling is returning to State Farm that Center. That is at State Farm Center, yes. Mm. That's that's there for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we're, we have a lot of area kids competing. And that's one sport that isn't uh, the state finals when you talk. It's not broke because nope. the crowds are consistently crowds good, yeah. and that Saturday night walk of uh, yeah, the, champions uh, yep. or Yep, the, the march of the march, champions. the parade yeah. of yes, the Something. march, the march of parade of of marching <laughs> champions. Yes, yeah, they, uh, yeah, the uh, wrestling state really finals cool. when you're on the floor. Yeah, it's an electric atmosphere. But uh, jumping back to basketball here, uh, before we hop into uh, our top ten um, involving this year's uh, state tournament, we we're talking about future state tournaments. But uh, this year's, this is some news that involves a team just outside of our coverage area, but it is in the same sectional as a lot of our Class Three A schools. Uh, Mattoon, uh, girls basketball, disqualified from the postseason mm. uh, today because they played one too many games. Uh, so that's a pretty significant thing to have happen. They were a sixth seed, okay. so it's not like they were a favorite necessarily, but the fact they don't even get to play a game. Bummer. Uh, big bummer, huge bummer. Uh, mistake by the, by, the, by the school, by the adults in charge. The kids don't get to schedule the games, so at least I would assume they don't. Uh, so, yeah, that's really disappointing for the Green Wave. Uh, they're in the same sectional as Central and Rantoul right. and Urbana and all of those schools. So they wouldn't have won anyway. Is what I mean, they might have won. Uh, they played Decatur Eisenhower, I think, to start off the postseason. Okay. Uh, Ten seeds, so I think they would have had a good chance of winning there. And after that, you never know. But now now we do know they have no chance because they don't get to play. So huge disappointment there. I know you're going to go through our uh, girls' top ten that was uh, in today's uh, News Gazette. Uh, but that's less important nowadays than uh, the teams that are 
climbing far in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, t- tonight especially. Uh, mm-hmm. You like you mentioned before the show, we always talk about Schlarm and get back to state mm-hmm. winning the state title. Yes. But you're confident the Spartans of St. Joe are going to go a long way. I think they have a good run in them in Class 2A. Uh, I think Tri-County's got a good run in them in Class 1A, and there's some other schools still alive that uh, obviously have a chance. Uh, among those right now is the Milford Bearcats, who uh, knocked off Judah Christian to win the Milford's first regional title since 2010. Pretty significant accomplishment there. And I got in touch with Bearcats coach uh, Tom Marchino to discuss with him uh, how the team was able to defeat Judah Christian and what are some keys to winning tonight's sectional semifinal against Ridgeview. They're pretty excited. We played hard. That was the third regional in school history for the girls' program, so it was kind of nice. It's been 10 years since they had won one. We knew that we had to control the tempo of the game, and we did a, a great job of that. And we knew that uh, we had to stop their post play, so we put one of our girls face gardener, and we just kind of sandwiched her in the lane all night long. Um, Emma Morse did a great job guarding, guarding the girl, and we did. We controlled the tempo. We got good shots, played great defense, and uh, we rebounded the ball well. So those were some of the highlights of, of what we did for the night. We're going to control our own team. They're similar to us. They like to run the floor. Uh, they like to press. And one thing that we've talked about in the past uh, couple of practices is, you know, all we can do is control ourselves. So we're going to continue to play our style of game. We're going to push the ball off the floor, and we're going to play hard in those defense. And uh, our goal is to be in the game in the fourth quarter. And we have some things that we're going to change in the fourth quarter if we're there and hopefully give us a chance to, to finish on top. That was Milford coach Tom Marchino. A big test for the Bearcats tonight, facing a, a quality Ridgeview team for a sectional uh, sectional final berth. Milford's just an athletic powerhouse. They win a right state now, title yeah. in football yeah. that you wrote about in today's News Gazette. I did. The boys' basketball team, not too shabby either. Both both basketball teams above 500. And not a lot of area programs can say that. All right, a lot of in our area know of the Milford softball tournament that mm-hmm. is great tradition in the middle of the summer. That's right. That you climbed over the center field fence to get to. <laughs> I like it. Didn't Milford used to have a carpeted gym? Ooh, Am I imagining that, that before I'm the school not sure. is? That I'm not sure about. All right, maybe we'll look in the... We'll do somebody... some research. Sure. We'll do some research. But let's move on to our uh, girls basketball top 10. Milford not quite making the cut this week. Also, another team still alive that didn't quite make the cut, uh, Villa Grove Heritage Blue Devils, but uh, they are still kicking in the postseason as well. But our number 10 team this week is the Oakwood Comets. Uh, Comets are down four spots. Their season did end last week. Uh, lost to Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin in a regional title game. But uh, as good as Oakwood was in the regular season, their uh, strength of schedule and their good wins, I kept them in the top ten. Peyton Frericks, uh, I think a captain on that team, mm-hmm. is going to take over our Snapchat on Thursday. Oh, awesome. How about that? Yeah, one of the two seniors with Kylie Newman. So their career ended with a little bit of disappointment, but another great season for Oakwood, finishing 24-7. and seven. Uh, Our number nine team is the Ridgeview Mustangs. Ridgeview is 23-7, and returns to the rankings after uh, defeating Lexington to win the 1A Hayworth Regional. That was significant for Ridgeview because they had lost to Lexington two other times this season, so important win for Ridgeview. Uh, as I mentioned, they face Milford tonight over in Decatur and uh, try to move on to a sectional final where they would play either Schlarman or St. Teresa, the host school. Uh-oh. Our, <laughs> our number eight program is the Bismarck-Henning-Rossville-Alvin Blue Devils. 
Blue Devils 27-6. and six. They move up one spot after getting that elusive win over Oakwood, who had beaten them twice earlier in the season. Uh, big victory for Bismarck. They move on to the 2A GCMS sectional, where they are facing Watsika tonight. And if they win, they face the winner of St. Joseph Ogden and Gibson City in Thursday's final. Our number seven team is the aforementioned Gibson City Melvin Sibley Falcons. Those Falcons are 24-5. and five. They stay put at this spot in our rankings after defeating Beecher to win the Class 2A Beecher Regional. First regional title for Gibson City in uh, 14 years since 2005, so big accomplishment for Kerry Dornbush's team. Uh, Gibson City against St. Joseph Ogden tonight, huge test for the Falcons, but if they win, it would be a major feather in their cap. They would, uh, as I said before, face either Watsika or Bismarck in a sectional final should they win. Our number six team is the Urbana Tigers. Uh, Urbana's 18 and 11, up two spots despite a loss to Normal Community because they defeated Urbana in come from, or I'm sorry, they defeated Danville in come from behind fashion. Uh, they definitely did not defeat themselves. Uh, they they held Aaron Help to 11 points, our area's leading scorer, who I wrote about in today's News Gazette. So significant uh, accomplishment there for Urbana. Uh, the Tigers are going to face either Champaign Central or Rantoul on Tuesday in the Class 3A Clinton Regional Semifinals, and I will be there to cover that game. And uh, joining us now is Urbana girls basketball coach Chris Menig. Chris, thanks so much for uh, being part of this show once again. No, no problem. Thanks for having us again. Well, uh, are you out in Clinton right now scouting uh, <laughs> or getting ready to scout these two teams? I'm, I am in route right now. Crawling through the rain, so yeah, I'm, I'm I, not not any disrespect to the first game, but I'm I, I'm more planning for Charleston than I am. I hope I have to worry about Muhammad or Clint. Yeah, yeah, I, I can understand that considering the season Charleston has had. Yeah, but uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, just uh, uh, talking about this season, eighteen and eleven. Uh, after several years, you and I have talked about it before. Several years of this team struggling to even break five wins, to have eighteen wins, be closing in on twenty, a number four seed in the postseason. What does it mean to these girls? Uh, that probably is the part that's the, the most rewarding. It means, I think, more to them than to me. I mean, ultimately. You, you want your players to want it more than coaches, right? And to see them, we just talked about it today. Everybody wanted to be in the gym today. You know, everybody had the focus. Um, and for me, trying to get them to, you know, uh, not just worry about the maroon team that they're about to face, but getting excited about, you know, what February basketball can be. Um, and it's all about adjustments and, you know, small tweaks to things that you've done all year each day and coming with that mindset each day when you walk into the gym, and are they prepared to do that? So it's another step, another notch of, you know, I feel like I'm stretching them every year to get a little bit more, a little bit more out of them, you know, and uh, so far, you know, the rubber band hasn't broken. Sure. That's a good way to put it. Well, uh, the girls uh, closed the regular season on a, a bit of a tough stretch, uh, uh, three losing three of five, all in Big 12 action against some really good opponents. But uh, what did you think the girls learned from that last stretch of games that they can maybe uh, put forward uh, as uh, you go to Clinton starting tomorrow? Yeah, the physicality of, you know, obviously Richwood is going to be, you know, uh, make a nice run and I'd be shocked to see if they don't make it back to Redbird and you know, normal community obviously has a, a number of talented kids um, on them. Just so getting our kids to not fear the, phys the physicalness of those top tier teams. And they, they got in there, they mixed it up, um, didn't shut down. Uh, I felt like Bloomington, we definitely was probably one of our worst games of the year. 
um, and that's taking nothing away from them. It was their senior day. They came ready to go. And as I said to our girls, the, the, the difference is now is people are getting up to play you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, you know, before they was just an easy game and they didn't worry about it. Now they worry about you when you're showing up. I yeah. said, you go from being the hunt, the hunter to the hunted. And, um, you know, and in Danville's case, especially, I said, you know, this is a group that would love to see themselves in the top 10. Like, don't fool yourself. Like, they, you know, you have a space that they would want to be in. And they really embrace that challenge. Uh, the other night, they really made some great adjustments at halftime. And um, I thought I thought we gave Aaron some fits. So it was, I thought it was a good, we tried to piece it as, you know, that's going to be a playoff game, just like Central, you know, the Danville mm-hmm. game. And, uh, you know, and we'll see we'll see if we can bring it again tomorrow night. Right. Talking with Urbana girls basketball coach Chris Menig. Uh, now, Chris, you, you, your girls defeated Rantoul earlier in the season, one of the possible teams you could face uh, tomorrow, but uh, lost to Central in a close game, and the, the rematch was uh, rained out, or snowed out, I should say. Uh, do you have an opponent preference? And uh, regardless of who you guys are facing on Tuesday, how do you prepare for that game? Well, I think, um, you know, if I'm central watching our game film from the first time, I thought a lot of the things they tried to do to us worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I I mean, if I'm sitting there on the other side watching film, I'm not sure if I'm going to make a lot of adjustments. Um, you know, on our end, you know, I, I felt like a couple of our players that did not show very well in that game mm-hmm. um, have since had a far better month um, and have really started to, as I always say, juniors need to become seniors by February. Mm-hmm. And so a few of those kids have really started to show those signs um, and ready to put a little more on their shoulders. So, you know, as I said to a couple of them, I mean, if you if you keep doing what you were doing, I think we'll be fine tomorrow night. You know, but every loose ball, nobody's going to, you know, they, you guys, you guys, unfortunately, have given them way too much billboard, right? <laughs> you know, if I'm, if I'm them, I'm hanging that, I'm hanging the seating up in the uh. locker room. You know, nobody respects us. I mean, so you've given Poncho plenty to, to rile his kids up. I mean, hopefully our kids are ready to take it on. So. I don't I don't think Poncho needed us to, to rile those kids up. I know he knows how to get those kids <laughs> motivated. Probably, uh, fair statement. For sure. <laughs> well, uh, you, you already mentioned it at the top when we started here. Uh, should you guys get a win on Tuesday, you're probably looking at top-seeded Charleston, a team that has had a pretty prolific season. Uh, how much would your girls relish the opportunity to get to play a team like Charleston for a regional championship? You know, I, I, I always hope that we get those kind of challenges. You know, they keep asking me about the signature win, signature win. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you have to put yourself out in there. And I always my, – my phrase I always like to say is it's an opportunity for greatness. And first, you don't always get an opportunity in life to become great. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when given those – um, you, you hope that they put their best foot forward, and at the end of the day, if, it, if whatever the chips fall, then so be it. Um, I, I set them today in the circle. I said, my biggest goal for you is always to make sure as an athlete, you never look back and think, what if? There's no worse sensation as an athlete at the end of your time to think, man, what if I'd have just done that? Mm. What if I'd only paid a little more attention? Man, I didn't execute that last play because I wasn't paying attention in that last practice when we went over that. I go, there's no worse feeling. And I still have, I, I share with them a high school memory of mine that I still remember. And, that, and that's a minute ago. So, <laughs> you know, and, and, but, but that's one of my lingering memories. So you, you never want an athlete to experience that. And then my job is just to keep reminding them of that, of not uh, wasting every moment they get. So, and then this time of year, it's, 
you know, you only have to be the best team in the gym. As I said, I think, uh, uh, you know, I reminded the kids at STM in our championship game. You don't have to be, you just have to be the best team in the gym today. That's it. Doesn't matter the rest of the year. You know, they can, they can be 25 and 0. Mm-hmm. You just got to be the better team today. Certainly. If you can get a group that really can em- truly embrace that mentally, you got a shot. Yeah, fair enough. Chris Menig, Urbana girls basketball coach. Chris, uh, safe travels the rest of the way to Clinton, and uh, I'll see you uh, see you over there tomorrow. Sounds good. I'll race you over. <laughs> Sounds good. Always good having Chris on the air. Chris, one of my favorite. There's another favorite coach there you of go. mine. I, during He mentioned the St. Thomas More uh, glory days. Yeah. He allowed uh, – uh, us a sneak peek behind the scenes took mm-hmm. pictures of championship day over at mm-hmm. bloomington normal which we published uh, in the news gazette so yep. i am forever uh, grateful for that and i'm uh, sure he remembers uh, lexi wallen who i covered yesterday over at illinois state former st thomas more mm-hmm. athlete catching up with her as she uh, extends her competitive basketball career uh, one extra year with the redbirds that is crazy and uh, she played well for you she too. played really well 16 points tied her career high yeah well, I'm hoping for a Urbana Central Regional Semifinal. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta play, right? It's very possible. It's only right. They, and they should just stay here in town. No there you go. There no you offense go. to the fine folks at Clinton. Just, <laughs> just save everybody a trip. I like it. Come on, play here in Combs or over in Oscar Adams. I like it. Deal? Hey, tell you what, uh, we need to take a break. We'll finish our girls' top 10. We'll uh, then dip into the boys' top 10 after this. Now, back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. Good thing this is about prep basketball, because off the air, Colin <laughs> and Evan were dogging the NBA. The NBA my love, is my love of life. not exciting. That's College crazy. basketball is much better. You're crazy. <laughs> College basketball is so much more fun to watch. But we all love high school basketball, oh, yeah. so we can agree on that. College basketball is a lot of fun to watch around here right now because you got guys like Georgie and Io going crazy. You got the Brad Underwood show starting at seven o'clock with Brian Barnhart. Um, both these stations mm-hmm. stick around. Hear the good news there. They yeah. got, got toughies coming up. Ohio State, Wisconsin. Okay. After beating Michigan State, I, I'm not taking them. Uh, I'm All not right. counting them out against about anybody. Go to newsgazette.com. Listen to Scott Ritchie, our beat writer, is a weekly podcast. He weighs in. He tells you how far Illinois is going to go in the Big Ten tournament. You know, there's talk yep. about making a little run there now. Yep. All of a sudden, now that you don't have to play five days in a row. Yeah, right. All right, let's stick to high school hoops though till seven o'clock here tonight sounds like a plan you got a couple more uh, girls top 10 teams to rattle sure off. sure do yep our number five team this week is the watsika warriors uh, watsika 25 and 3 down one spot this week uh, defeated hersher 57 52 in overtime uh, almost uh, saw the postseason end before it really began but watsika rebounded by knocking off pbl 41 29 third time this season uh, watsika beat pbl this one was for a regional championship in class 2a uh, Watsika, uh, Kennedy Bauer set two school records in that game against PBL. Most rebounds in a game with 24. Uh, you have to work a lot to get 24 rebounds in any level of basketball. Uh, and then also career rebounds. Uh, Kennedy Bauer's 803rd career rebound set a school record. She was up. She is up to 818. Uh, now entering tonight's game uh, against Bismarck Henning. And uh, Watsika, should it win, would face St. Joseph Ogden or Gibson City in Thursday's sectional final. Our number four team is the Sullivan Redskins. Sullivan is 25-3, and three, up one spot this week after defeating Villagrove Heritage to win the Class 2A Warrensburg-Latham Regional. 
I uh, did say earlier Vilko Heritage was still kicking in the postseason, though, so apparently I, uh, I fell asleep at the wheel a little bit there. Nonetheless, uh, Sullivan moves on to the 2A Tuscola sectional semifinals tonight facing off against uh, Edwards County, uh, not a team you, you see a whole lot uh, around here. Uh, should Sullivan win, it will take on either Tutopolis or Pena for a sectional championship. And uh, the rematch with Tutopolis would be fun. Those teams met up early in the season, and uh, Sullivan lost only by seven points. We interrupt this top ten with a Muhammad Citizen update oh, saying yeah? the Bulldogs lead 29-19 mm-hmm. okay. in the second quarter at Clinton. Thank you so much for that update. Resume your top ten. Very good. Our number three team is the Tri-County Titans. Titans are 26 and 4. They stay put at number 3 after defeating after uh, defeating Arcola in the Class 1A Arcola Regional Championship game last week. Uh, Tri-County moves on to the 1A Central A&M sectional semifinals where they are facing uh, facing off against Effingham St. Anthony tonight. Uh, should Tri-County win, it will face either Altamont or Central A&M for a sectional championship. Our number 2 team is St. Joseph Ogden. The Spartans are 25 and 4. They stay put at number 2 after defeating Salt Fork 61-37 to win the 2A Unity Regional. Uh, I was in attendance for that game. Saw Hannah Dukeman hit a near half-court shot at the end of the first half. Really uh, put SJO on the path to a win there. Uh, the Spartans are going to be facing GCMS tonight over in Gibson City in a sectional semifinal, and St. Joe would face either Watsiko or Bismarck if it comes out with a win. And our number one team, as it has been for the entire season, is the Schlarman Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers are 28-2. and two. They stay put after defeating Armstrong 69-30 to win the 1A Schlarman Regional Championship. Uh, that was the first time in these, uh, these last four years that Schlarman has won a regional on its home court, so that was really cool. And the win also meant the Hilltoppers seniors finished undefeated at their home gym at Chevy Gymnasium, so that's a pretty impressive record to be sure. Uh, Schlarman moves on to the Decatur St. Teresa sectional semifinals, facing off against the host school St. Teresa tonight. Would face either Ridgeview or Milford on Thursday should Schlarman win. All right, that's the girls' basketball uh, roundup. Follow along as Colin will chase those leads all week long. we got a couple more weeks this season yep. to go. And sure the boys do. now will start their playoffs next week. That's right, 1A, 2A next week, 3A, 4A the week after that with 3A, 4A brackets coming out uh, this this Friday. So okay. we'll be on the lookout for that. Well, let's jump right in to the boys' basketball side of things. Before we get into our top ten, wanted to talk with another coach. Glad to be joined now by Unity Boys basketball coach Matt Reed. Matt, thanks so much for being part of our show this week. Oh, thanks for having me. Of course. Well, it's been a kind of an up and down year for you guys. You're currently at 14 and 13. Uh, what have you liked that you've seen from this group, though? Uh, how do you feel about them uh, with the last week of the regular season here? Uh, we we feel really good with our position. Uh, you know how we're getting better as a team, and you know we just we feel real uh, just real confident in the way that we've been playing uh throughout the season you know we, we had no returning starters from last mm-hmm. year not one uh and we, we really didn't know what what the season would hold it's hard when you don't have anybody coming back it's hard to know but mm-hmm. other guys have, have really performed uh well for us and you know from the outside looking in you see that you're 14 and 13 you say well it's it is what it is but for the schedule that we play you know, we played 10 3A teams. You know, we started off the season playing St. Anthony's, Effingham, Highland, who's a really good 3A. You know, we've we, we really uh, had a nice season. And obviously we want to be playing our best basketball uh, at this time of the season, and we feel like we're doing that. 
Well, uh, you, you talked about no returning starters. Uh, one of the key guys from that, that group last year, JT Wheeler, off playing college ball now. But I, I remember him being uh, injured at the end of last season. Uh, did that in any way kind of prepare this current group of guys for what was to come, just uh, kind of his absence uh, that you knew that was something that would be coming as a full-time thing this year? Well, I mean, I, I think maybe mentally it did, but we still had four guys that, aren't part of the team now that, right. that were the other four, you know. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I mean, Evan Meeback got some good minutes last year. And, you know, Evan uh, has been asked to be our point guard this year. And, you know, he's just he's done a tremendous job of it. You know, he wasn't uh, – last year when, we, when he played in the varsity games, he was a shooting guard. He's one of our better defenders, one of our best rebounders, just like he is this year. But now we're asking him to handle the ball. And uh, we, we've just had a lot of contributions. You know, we – uh, we've had, uh, you know, Porter as a sophomore. Brady is, I mean, I don't, I don't know right now, but as he was one of the leading uh, three point as as far as makes in the area, and his percentage is good. I think he's about thirty four percent. Jared Roos made quite a few threes, and you know, my my two bigs and the guys I bring off the bench and Eworks and Krauss and and uh, Lane Ennis. I mean, they they they've really done a nice job down low. So we've really had a pretty balanced team, which we didn't know. We just didn't know how it would work out. It's worked out just fine for us. Talking with the Unity Boys basketball coach, Matt Reed. Uh, in your most recent game, your boys uh, not only defeated La Salette uh, out of Georgetown, but also kept uh, the Lions off the scoreboard in the second half, a uh, scoreless second half for an opponent in a 29-18 win. Uh, have you ever had a team or been part of a team that's uh, put up a scoreless uh, half of defense? Not not varsity basketball. <laughs> no, I, I I coached a game one time at Springfield. We had a really good team, and I think Chatham scored 14 on us for the game. Wow. But uh, not scoreless. And, you know, the thing is they you know, they have a 6'10 kid, and they've got some other kids that can shoot it. And, uh, you know, we, we thought the best, way, best chance for us to win that game was to spread them out uh, in the second half. And uh, they, they had a hard time, just had a hard time keep it, keeping up with us as far as you know, we couldn't really finish because they had 6'10 sitting in there, but yeah. uh, we did a nice job defensively. So, uh, really, at the end of the day, that's what we've always hung our hat on here. And we're going to have to, uh, for the kind of kids that we get, uh, we, we, we have kids that work extremely hard. Uh, defense has to be what, what, what we uh, set our sights on here, and these guys have bought into that as well. Yeah, well, you uh, talk about the defensive aspect, obviously, uh, doing well in that regard. But you were mentioning some of the big names for, for your offense, Brady and Evan and Jared. Uh, what makes what does make this offense click? When this offense is performing at its highest level, uh, what exactly is happening on the court? Well, I think, you know, we're sharing the ball. We're making threes. Brady's making threes. Evan's getting to the basket. We're getting some post touches. Uh, you know, Evan's done a really you know he can get to the basket uh, against a lot of different types of players and, mm -hmm. you know when we have if we can get Brady and Jared uh on the same night making threes which that's happened a few times you know Jared had a game a couple of weeks ago he had 28 points over at Olympia uh but you know for, for us to for us to do what we want to do uh coming up in the postseason you know we, we've got to be able to get to the basket we've got to be able to make threes and then we've got to be able to finish on the inside which I mean that's that's a three-headed thing if you can do that, and not all teams can. And we're we're blessed in the in the sense that we do have some guys that can make some threes. Uh, and uh, you know they've just been, they've been a good group to coach, and I've, I've enjoyed being around them. As Unity basketball coach Matt Reed, Matt, thanks again for being part of the show, and uh, good luck the last week of the regular season, moving into the playoffs. Thanks a lot. Take care, guys.
Great to hear from the Unity Rockets. Yeah, it's uh, nice to have uh, some different representation on the show. I watched the uh, girls' team season and in the mm-hmm. uh, the uh, regional semifinals over in Tolono, despite uh, in a pretty crazy couple of performances from Elise Knudsen and Abby Charleston, who, uh, if they shot a ball from the moon, probably would have hit the shot last week, but it still wasn't quite enough. So, uh, yeah, the Unity boys, uh, a little better than their record, perhaps. Colin, if you ever come up with your all-time starting lineup with boys basketball uh, you got to consider i'm definitely gonna have to consider we'll have to uh we'll have to get a group of uh, right. great minds brian together cardinal just might make that he might yes list. he certainly might pride of tolono where does Ravante rice fit in well now you're quizzing me <laughs> it'd be a tough call colin yeah. all coming right. up with your all-time let's, uh, team let's figure that out sometime all right tell you what we can start thinking about it during this break we'll be back The Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues with Colin and Jim on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. All right, we're at the beautiful downtown Champaign studios of News Gazette Media, but during games that Colin covers, you can find our preps coordinator on a baseline. That's where he usually stations himself so he can not only cover the game, but he can video the actions, uh, which we post later at our website. So if you ever want to say hi to Colin, just hang out by the baseline. And people uh, can try to accidentally hit me with basketballs or purposely hit me it's, with basketballs. Yeah, there's no accident about a lot of those hard a, shots you take during I, the game. I had, a, I had a basketball crush one of uh, one of my beverages that I brought out to Bismarck last week, and it spilled all over the floor. <laughs> Thankfully not on the hardwood, though. It spilled on the floor outside you the You should not be taking your drinks near the court. Apparently Colin. not, all no, right. because uh, rogue basketballs might come and knock them over. All right. What's your next game tomorrow night? Is that right? Um, yeah, tomorrow night going to be in Clinton for both of the regional semifinal games over, over there. All right. So we'll see uh, Charleston's in one and Urbana's in the other, but we'll see who the other two teams Tell are. Tell you what, you hit up Colin, tell him you listen to tonight's radio show, and he will buy you a bag of popcorn. That's a bold statement to make, Thank considering you. I rarely carry cash. So it's going to be pretty tough for me to buy them popcorn. But. Cheapskate, load up before you go there tomorrow. Oh. All right. <laughs> Take uh, care of our audience. Let's get into the boys' basketball top 10 instead of trying to get people to bum popcorn off me. Uh, our number 10 this week is the Villa Grove Heritage Blue Devils. Actually, Villagrove Heritage Hawks, I'm sorry. They're, they are the Hawks for boys basketball, Blue Devils for girls. Uh, but Villagrove Heritage uh, back in the rankings at 20-7 and seven, uh, after defeating Tri-County 68-48 and Hudsonville-Palestine 62-58. to uh, Villagrove Heritage travels to Cumberland on Tuesday before hosting Martinsville on Friday. Our number nine team, Champaign Central. Jim Rosso's Maroons are back in the rankings at 13 and 10. Uh, lost to Danville by a slim three points, but then uh, bounced back to defeat state-ranked Topless 51 to 36 in the Topless shootout. Uh, Champaign Central with a rare Wednesday game this week, hosting Kankakee, uh, then travels to Peoria on Friday. Our number eight team is the Paxton Buckley Loda Panthers. Panthers are 17 and 8. They're up two spots after defeating La Salette and Watsika last week. Uh, PBL, tough week, hosts St. Joseph Ogden and Cisna Park on Tuesday and Friday, respectively. Wait, Lasolette did not score in a half, you were yeah, telling me. They did not, yeah. they 18 points, that's rough. 
They had 18 points uh, at the end of the first half. They had 18 points at the end of the game. All right. Just wanted to make sure I was hearing yeah. that right. Well, uh, PBL, just uh, also to add on there, the, the game against uh, Cisna Park on Friday is going to be the de facto Sangamon Valley Conference uh, championship game. Both of those teams currently undefeated in league play. Uh, our number uh, seven team this week is the Urbana Tigers. Tigers are 15 and 13. They're up two spots after defeating Muhammad Seymour, Peoria, and Rantoul to run their win streak to five games. Good streak for the Tigers. Uh, Peyton Sheen scored his thousandth career point versus Muhammad as well. You'll be uh, reading about him later this week in the News Gazette. I can tell you that. Uh, the Tigers host Peoria Richwoods on Friday in their lone game of the week. Uh, our number six team is the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. Spartans are 18-8, and eight, down one spot after defeating Rantoul 72-62, Olympia 66-41, and Chillicothe IVC 58-41, but then losing to Peoria Quest 49-46 in the Riverton shootout. Uh, SGO at PBL on Tuesday, then hosts Bloomington Central Catholic on Friday. The latter is uh, another de facto conference title game, this one in the Illini Prairie. Uh, both of those teams undefeated in league play. Uh, our number five team, the Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin Blue Devils. Uh, Bismarck 20 and 7, up one spot after defeating Hoopston area, Georgetown Ridge Farm, and Milford last week to run its win streak to 11 games. Bismarck visits Salt Fork on Tuesday and hosts Armstrong Potomac on Friday to cap the regular season. And our number four team this week is the Judah Christian Tribe. Uh, Tribe 24-2 stays put this week after defeating DeLand-Weldon 80-25 to finish a perfect 8-0 run in the regular season in East Central Illinois Conference play. Uh, Judah Christian has won 12 in a row heading into the ECIC tournament uh, in which it will face Greenview on Tuesday before uh, possibly playing for the championship on Friday. And we are... Uh, we. Do, do we have him? Do we, do we have Bill Ibsen? <laughs> we did. Well, we're going to have Bill Ibsen uh, on soon. He's the Judah Christian boys basketball coach. We're going to chat with him, but we're getting him back on the line right now. One of six teams with 20 wins in our area. Yeah, it's a pretty, uh, pretty impressive number. Uh, uh, the one thing, Judah Christian, you'll notice, I haven't been in the Associated Press uh, Class mm -hmm. 1A poll all season. They have received some votes. Uh, I think uh, the big reason, their strength is scheduled. They have not played a, a lot of uh, very strong teams. Their losses are to Salt Fork and Tri-County, two teams that are hovering around 500. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Judah Christian, it's tough. You know, sometimes it's hard to schedule tough teams, and uh, Judah Christian, that's probably the reason why they're not in the rankings. But that, that being said, we are going to talk to uh, uh, Judah Christian boys basketball coach Bill Ibsen. Uh, Bill, thanks so much for being part of the show tonight. Oh, thanks for calling me. Oh, of course. Well, uh, your boys rolled through conference play this year, and uh, uh, within a few points of finishing the regular season unbeaten, uh, losing only by five to Tri-County and two to Salt Fork in overtime. So how impressed have you been with this, this group? Oh, we got a great group of guys, not not just basketball players, but, but uh, just overall students and, uh, um, you know, as – just uh human beings you know really really good kids and they're very respectful and they know the game and and they know how to play it well uh we were talking a little bit about uh, the team's schedule uh, in your mind out of these uh, 24 victories so far which one has been the biggest one for this team um you know i think we played well against tuscola um you know we it ended up a little lopsided but we shot the ball very well that game you know, Heritage, uh, we beat them. 
we were up by 25 in the second half and kind of let them come back a little bit. And then, uh, you know, we beat a pretty good North Vermilion team in the uh, third place game at the Christmas tournament. They were pretty athletic, pretty, uh, pretty good team, solid. I mean, I think last time I looked, I think they're 16 and six, something mm-hmm. like that. You know, Indiana teams that don't play as many games as we do, but right. uh, you know, pretty pretty solid team for a um, you know a mid middle school in mid two uh, A or three A, whatever they are over there. Sure. Well, uh, Judy Christian uh, found out its postseason path uh, last week. You guys got a number two seed in the Class One A tournament, uh, coming off uh, last year's first ever regional championship. How do you like the two seed? How do you like the uh, the road, the early road in the postseason? Yeah, I mean, there's no easy road for sure. Um, you know, but, but getting insecure in the two seed, I think, was important for us. We we had talked about that, trying to build that resume of, of trying to get the wins that we needed to and, and get the record uh, to try to get that two or three seed. Um, you know, going to Cisna Park would be no picnic. Um, <laughs> you know, going to Farmer City, Leroy is a very good team. Um, I've seen him play a couple times and – and um, I, I think we match up fairly well with them, but we also can't overlook Mount Pulaski or, or Farmer City either. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Talking with uh, Judah Christian Boys basketball coach Bill Ipson. So uh, the, you have uh, had a lot of kids this season who have uh, had significant contributions uh, offensively, defensively. One kid I really wanted to highlight, though, Philip Coulter, averaging almost 19 points a game uh, at our last uh, statistical update. Uh, what growth have you seen through from him throughout the season? Oh, he, he's a, a very good player. I mean, offense, defensively, he, he pretty much leads us in in a lot of categories and a lot of things we don't keep stats on you know um but he he is pretty tough to stop when he wants to go to the basket he he gets there and he finishes pretty well he can pull up he he shoot he's shooting 39 percent on threes so i mean he's just overall a great kid and and um you know obviously our number one option but you know you, you look down our list and we've got four guys that are averaging nine and a half and more, you know, points a game. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if they want to try to shut down Phil, then they've also got to deal with Noah and Josh and Connor, you know, and, and Tyler's had a couple big games too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it, it, that's one of our strengths is, is our balance and scoring. Well, uh, you guys are heading into the uh, East Central Illinois Conference Tournament here, opening up on Tuesday against Greenview. Uh, what's uh, in your mind? Who's the maybe the biggest obstacle for you guys potentially, and what would it mean to, to come away with a title in that tournament? Yeah, Cornerstone. We've had we've played twice mm-hmm. um, over at their place. We we struggled a little bit, and, and they did some good things, and we won on a last second three by by Tyler. Um, then we got them at our place, and I, I think it ended up by a 12-point game, but it was a very competitive game. And, and um, you know, we were looking not past Greenview, but if we can take care of business tomorrow, uh, play them on Friday for the championship, I think they would uh, – I, I think they've beat Calvary like two or three times by mm-hmm. quite a few points. So, okay. 
um, they, they would definitely be a, a good matchup in the championship. Very good. Bill Ibsen, Judah Christian, boys basketball coach. Bill, thanks again for taking some time. Good luck uh, in the conference tournament this week. All right, thank you. All right, little Judah Christian fun fact. Okay, what do Illinois you got? Illinois basketball fans might have attended the game at Judah Christian back in the day. Yeah. Year 2000, there was a Homewood Christian star named Rick Cornett. Mm, yeah. Came to play at Judah Christian. Okay. Drew a huge crowd. Yeah, I could imagine why. <laughs> there you go. There was my There's Judah, your Judah tidbit. Judah fact. There you go. Good Judah fact. Thank you. <laughs> Well, uh, we're going to unveil our uh, final uh, three teams of the top ten and uh, talk about some All-State consideration after our uh, last break here. Now back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. Bonus basketball tomorrow night on DWS. Kevin Con, Tim Dittman are going to be calling your uh, Rantoul St. Thomas Moore mm-hmm. non-conference showdown. Conference. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I got you. Up in Rantoul. There you go. Say hi to Brett Frerichs when you're up there. Yeah, that should be a competitive game. Should it? Yeah, picked a good one. Rantoul's been uh, hot of late, and okay. St. Thomas Moore hasn't really, but they've got some really athletic kids. So Okay, so St. Thomas Moore loses to, by 50. Mm-hmm. To Champaign Central, yes, fifty knows, and yeah. then comes back and takes Gibson City, which I see very high in your rankings. Kyle, very high to overtime. Yeah, yeah. Explain yourself. It's cra- <laughs> you want me to explain how that happened? I can't really do that. You know, uh, crazy things happen <laughs> sometimes. And uh, Champaign Central, mm. I mean, they they beat as we said before, they beat state ranked uh, Tutopolis, a smaller class two A school. So you know, the jump from two A to three A can be significant. But let's roll on with our top 10 here. The last three teams on our boys' top 10. Uh, no changes this week. Our number three team, the Cisna Park Timberwolves. Timberwolves stay put at 24-3. and They did lose to two topless, 58-53, but bounced back strong, uh, defeating St. Anne Moments and then state-ranked Bloomington Central Catholic uh, to end the week. Mm. Quality win for, uh, for the Timberwolves over BCC in the Riverton shootout. Uh, Cisna Park hosts La Salette on Tuesday. La Salette's appearing a lot on this show. They they are all over the place. Still haven't <laughs> scored. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> and uh, Cisna Park visits Paxton on Friday for that de facto Sangamon Valley Conference regular season championship game. Our number two team, the Gibson City Melvin Sibley Falcons. Falcons are 24-2. and They stay put uh, despite a, a tough week. Three wins, but uh, all close games. Watsika defeated Watsika, defeated Eureka in overtime. Needed a big comeback to win that game. And then, as Jim said, they defeated St. Thomas More in overtime. Gibson City's won 23 consecutive games and can finish uh, Heart of Illinois Conference play undefeated if they beat Leroy and Lexington on the road on Tuesday and Friday, respectively. And our number one team, as it has been for the last several weeks, the Danville Vikings. Vikings are 23-3. and They defeated Crete Monet, Champaign Central, and Effingham St. Anthony. The last of those was in the two-topless shootout. Uh, Jim was at that Central game. At least I would imagine he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how did Danville look during that yeah, game? It was an early start, so the crowd was not big, and so sure. it was kind of a lax atmosphere. Sure. But uh, Danville held its own. It's a good Big 12 game. Yeah. Well, Danville uh, hosts Peoria Richwoods on Tuesday and visits Peoria Manual on Friday as it uh, uh, despite that earlier loss to normal community in Big 12 play, Danville still in contention for that Big 12 regular season title. So that's our boys basketball top 10. And uh, last week uh, we kind of got cut off as we were talking about all state. I managed to get all the, the girls in there, but didn't get to mention any of the boys. So I figured I'd throw some names out there. 
on the one A side. I think uh, Cisna Parks Christian Staddle is a consideration. He's six foot seven. Uh, his, he has a twin brother Julian who's also on the team. They uh, you don't see a lot of uh, six foot seven kids in one A programs, and Cisna Parks got two of them patrolling the paint. Big reason why that team is so successful. Uh, he's their leading scorer for the team that's been ranked either first or second in Class 1A all season, and uh, Christian averages more than six rebounds a game, so I think he's definitely in the All-State uh, hunt. I like that. Uh, also in 1A, we mentioned it before when Bill Ipsum was on the air, Phil Coulter over at Judah Christian having a great season, averaging 19 points a game for this team. Uh, averages uh, over two and a half assists per game, two steals a game. Uh, Phil Coulter, well-rounded player there, could get some all-state uh, consideration. Over in Class 2A, I think Ryland Holt has a shot. Gibson City, Melvin Sibley uh, forward. They're uh, second-leading scorer behind Bryce Barnes, who I also think should uh, get a, an all-state look. Uh, Ryland uh, committed to uh, Division II Minnesota State Mankato recently, also signed with them very recently. And uh, Bryce Barnes committed to Illinois football. University of Illinois football is a preferred walk-on. Both those guys, huge reasons why GCMS has been ranked all year. Uh, Riley Morris over at St. Thomas More. He's had a huge year. He's been our leading scorer from the get-go. He's hit more than 40 points uh, a couple times this season. So even though St. Thomas More hovering around 500, I think Riley Morris certainly deserves all-state consideration. And wrapping up uh, our list in Class 4A, uh, Tevin Smith over mm -hmm. at Danville, I think, is uh, deserving of a nod. Leading scorer for a team that, again, has been ranked all year. And uh, he's getting uh, looks from Auburn, Oregon, and Illinois, among other Division One programs. So uh, that's pretty significant because Tevin's only a sophomore. One of three sophomores, is that right, that Danville uh, starts? Yeah. yeah. And Sean <clears throat> Haupt, the, uh, the only senior starter for right. that group, I believe. So uh, everybody was worried Danville was going to struggle losing four uh, senior starters. <laughs> Not so much. Good stuff. I know, Colin, you got some wrestling to cover this week. But I'll be you at got State some, Farm Center. you got some basketball stuff, too. I'll be at Clinton, too. All right. Stay busy, Colin. Uh, I can do that. We'll see you. That's it for this week's edition of the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. We are off next week due to our Illinois basketball obligations, but we will be back for a show on February 25th right here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. Up next, the Coach Brad Underwood show from the Buffalo Wild Wings in Savoy. Illinois coming off three straight victories, getting ready to head to Columbus later on this week. We'll send things down to him and Brian Barnhart. Talk to you later.